0: Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by the Anxiety Slayer Academy. Anxiety Slayer has been offering a free podcast for over six years to help anyone suffering with anxiety relief, and now we want to help you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on how to get the best experience you can from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Visit anxietyslayer.com forward slash support to learn more about the Anxiety Slayer Academy. Welcome everyone, I'm Shan VanderLeek here with my friend and brilliant partner, Ananga Severe, And we come together weekly on Skype to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and enjoy answering listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. We mix up a potent blend of coaching, storytelling, yoga, Ayurveda, EFT tapping, along with our many, many years of experience. Today we'll be discussing how it can be difficult to be patient after you've experienced an episode with anxiety. Here's the question that we received. I'm now almost 30 years old and have been living with anxiety since I was eight. In the past couple of years, my family has been through a lot of difficulties. My mother is suffering through an ugly divorce, PTSD, depression, anxiety, and several physical ailments. As a result of my father's abandoning my mother and ultimately myself, I went through an extended period of panic attacks and depression. I was able to seek help during this time and am currently in a more peaceful state of mind while still coping with the traumas my family is experiencing. I try to maintain as much calm as possible. However, since my most recent episode of anxiety and depression, I've experienced difficulty with patience. I find I'm now quicker to anger and easily become frustrated or overwhelmed. My fiance and my mom try to help me maintain calm, but I feel like it's easier to lose my patience than to step back from whatever is causing me problems. I feel like I willingly follow my mind into the fury of anger before I stop and take a step back. Can you provide me with any guidance on this subject? I do not want to be known for losing my temper or being a difficult person. I want to improve my ability to be patient with myself and others.
1: It's a wonderful question. And I would say you're halfway there. I really have a lot of respect for this listener and the way this question is voiced because of the willingness to try and change and the self-awareness. Noticing that there's a loss of patience when you've had so, so much going on. I really like this statement. I feel like it's easier to lose my patience than step back from whatever is causing me problems. I feel like I willingly follow my mind into the fury of anger before I stop and take a step back. And that's just typical of the mind when it gets snagged. But there's such awareness in that if you can see it, you can change it. And it is easier. It's easier to fall right into that groove. We spoke recently, Shan, about grooves that the mind forms in a recent podcast. Vinyl records, where the stylus goes in the groove and it plays a certain song. That's how the mind rolls. So yes, it's really easy. So much easier to let the mind just run away and do its thing when we feel uncomfortable. It's easier. It's often a habit, but it doesn't feel so good later. You're halfway there by noticing. Most of us are totally unaware. We're too in it to see it. But definitely something we can work with. And Ayurveda encourages cultivating patience and compassion, among other good qualities. So actually taking time out to work on developing skills of patience. And sometimes we need to do it away from the situation that inflames us. We need to actually set aside some time early in the morning before the world gets going, practice some mindful breathing. Practice sitting with feelings that are uncomfortable to you just for a few minutes, a couple of minutes, maybe 10 breaths. Just sit with something that you're struggling with, something that challenges you. Practice some mindful walking. Just a few minutes each day, as early in the morning as you can, as a self-care practice and a mental care practice to help you cultivate some calm before the day gets going, before these things come at you that can provoke impatience.
0: When my impatience comes up, which is quite often, I admit, I try to get curious about it. I have an awareness about it, like, isn't that interesting? Why is that coming up for you? Why is it easier for you to dance into the fury than to take a step back? And oftentimes, by just questioning it, I will find myself feeling calmer, or I can even come away finding some humor in it. But usually what I find out is that I might be overtired, I might be hungry, whatever is snagging me or triggering me really usually doesn't have anything to do with the other person. You know, if I get impatient with my husband or my daughter, it's usually my stuff. And as soon as I can start to identify that air quotes stuff, I can start to address it and breathe through it. and. And apologize sometimes when apologies are needed and also ask for space
1: when I need that space. Space is also really the, the key. I watched a wonderful discussion last week. It was a Sounds True presentation. You can watch it on YouTube and it was Pema Chodron, spelled P-E-M-A-C-H-O-D-R-O-N. If you haven't heard of her, Tibetan Buddhist nun, wonderful teacher. And she was talking with the singer KD Lang in the latter part of the discussion, and uh, K. D. Lang coined the term "gapaciousness" for the practice of having gaps in our day, which I thought was a really great term, "gapaciousness." Uh-huh. And that really is the key to developing patience. Is as you said, sometimes we need space, and sometimes we need to allow space before we react. We need a gap, a breath gap, a thought gap, a heart connection gap, a trying to see something from the other person's perspective. What are they thinking? What are they going through? Are they going through some personal difficulties? Just a gap, a pause for thought, a pause for breath. And very often that is the key to patience, just in that moment of allowing space. I love
0: both of those women. I love I love Katie Lang's music. And Pema has been a big part of my transformation in the last 20 years. She is such a great teacher. So I'm glad that you bring both of those ladies forward so many good things there that payment brings to us anxiety slayer is here to help you slay your anxiety with a uniquely supportive learning experience at the anxiety slayer academy we've been offering a free podcast for over 6 years to help anyone suffering with anxiety find relief now we want to help you go deeper by providing step by step support on how to get the best experience you can from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. You can follow your course anywhere, anytime, on your laptop, your tablet, or phone. Your course place will be kept for you wherever you log in and your progress throughout the course will be bookmarked. Are you ready to take action against your anxiety? Enroll in the Anxiety Slayer Academy now and get started today at anxietieslayer.com forward slash support. Before the break, we were talking about the difficulty with patience after an episode with anxiety. And I know that there were a few more thoughts that you had on
1: this, Ananga. Again, practice space, practice non-reaction. So to watch, to reduce stress by practicing watching instead of jumping into situations and listening instead of talking, we don't need to react to every single thing that happens around us. So we can practice watching or listening first and then responding rather than reacting. And sometimes I'm really good at this, and sometimes I fail so spectacularly that you'd think I'd never read a word on it. I really amaze myself sometimes. But I'm practicing, and I'm definitely getting better, and it's something that requires us to practice and to cultivate. Sometimes we will get snagged, and sometimes it will make life a lot easier. But it's a very good principle to allow space, allow pause for thought, I love that. And it's something
0: that I also practice and will be practicing for the rest of the days of my life. There's no doubt about it. But when I have success, when I feel like, oh, I'm so grateful that I took that pause, I'm so very grateful that I sat with something before I reacted, because that's not always my way. And especially with a, a teenage daughter who I love dearly, sometimes there are words that can be shared or reactions that are had on both of our parts that when we're feeling stressed, we can do that. And so anybody listening that is raising children or living in a big family or in a work environment where uh, things come up and you're already a bit anxious or stressed, this is a beautiful time to just remember, ah, if I pause, if I take a break, if I celebrate every time, that you don't react, I think is what I'm trying to say. And just keep practicing.
1: Definitely a good thing to keep practicing. and Also, this really helps with dealing with the underlying cause of anxiety as well. Anxiety is a state that has us very on. Uh, It doesn't like us to stop. Anxiety doesn't like us to sit and reflect. So these skills are also helpful in getting to the root of anxiety itself. And also I would really encourage working on connection. Yesterday I had to travel into london to help somebody with a medical appointment and we had to go in in the rush hour and the train was packed and people were doubly disassociated i was quite shocked i expected to see people you know on their phones but most people that i could see had an ipad or a screen in front of them with a movie running and they were on their phone flicking 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 with headphones into like doubly disassociated you've got a movie on a screen movie in your ears and flicking through the phone. And when we're that disconnected and that disassociated, we don't have room for patience. We don't have room to think, do I need to eat or do I need to drink? Or we don't have room to be kind or courteous to other people that are traveling with us that may be going through difficult times themselves. They may be unwell. They may need support. It really puts us in a very agitated and disconnected box. And one of my favorite Ayurveda teachers, Dr. Vasant Lad, he describes this that we are overstimulated and. Our desires are being triggered as well. We're watching advertising and this thing and that thing. And whatever our concern is, is being fed. Are we looking at other people's body images, other people's, what we perceive to be their bank account, or putting our shortcomings against fictitious things on screens? We really need to look at what's happening with this. Usually we're becoming overstimulated. It agitates our nervous system further. And then we're losing connection with the other human beings around us.
0: That is. So very true. And anywhere you go now, Ananga, even when you're not in, in rush hour, you go to a restaurant. My husband and I went out for a meal over the weekend. And there were so few people actually communicating with each other. And some of them had more than one device at a restaurant. Oh, well, that's so odd. And certainly sometimes we'll go and we'll check in and have some funny comment for our friends. And, and then we're done. But uh, what I noticed was there was a whole group of people that are never done. So when you're in that place of dissociation and that's your comfy place. Yeah. And somebody wants to try to pull you out of it. Yeah. That causes a lot of problems. Not always, but can cause a lot of problems. And uh, that person can be very impatient because they just want to get back to doing what they're doing.
1: Yeah, and very often we're just hiding. It's our rock. We're under a rock. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, We're hearing something, seeing something. If we're looking and hearing other stuff, we don't have to look at ourselves. We don't have to hear ourselves or our loved ones or even just other people around us that might require assistance or connections. Pema Chodron, she talks about this thing where we get hooked, we get snagged, and we're mm. incapable. Also, this is very strong in Ayurveda. Dr. Vasantla talks about this as well. This problem we have with being with ourselves, being with our emotions, being with our feelings. As soon as we don't like how something feels, we want to turn away from it, be it alcohol, food, screens, social media, which is also screens, you know, or even an argument. Sometimes we'll start an argument just because we don't want to have to feel how we feel. So practicing this just a gap, just five seconds, five breaths of just being with me. How do I feel? This is me. Okay, move on and just keep checking in like that. Uh We develop a much deeper sense of connection with ourselves and with others and a much deeper capacity of being with ourselves and being okay when things aren't okay, which is really at the root of our suffering. It is.
0: Ask yourself how you feel and then figure out what you need. Take those extra breaths and just keep practicing. Thanks so much for listening to Anxiety Slayer. We are grateful that you come back each week. And we'd love it if you'd share our podcast with a friend or give us some stars and a favorable review at iTunes. Until next time. Anxiety Slayer has been offering a free podcast for more than six years. Now we want to help you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on getting the best experience from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Are you ready to take action against your anxiety? Enroll in the Anxiety Slayer Academy now and you can get started today. Visit anxietyslayer.com forward slash support.